Thursday, April 5th. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reader. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, our friends over at World Magazine recently ran an article with some highlights and lowlights of the pro-life issue. Indiana now numbers among the majority of states that require annual inspections of abortion centers. They join 27 other states. In the state of Washington, some low news. Governor Jay Inslee signed a bill last week that will force health insurance companies to cover abortion. Down in Louisiana, the legislature is considering a bill that would protect the lives of the unborn after 15 weeks gestation. Now, you might remember we talked about this a couple of weeks ago over in Mississippi, who have the same law that was halted by a federal judge. Out in Hawaii, they've legalized assisted suicide, becoming the sixth state in the nation to do so. But Harry, perhaps the biggest piece of news concerning life is the new omnibus bill, the $1.3 trillion bill. Now, we can talk about spending money that we don't have, but one of the pieces of this bill is $500 million that is allocated for Planned Parenthood. Now, let's remember that the Republicans hold the White House, the House, and the Senate, and one of the things they ran on was the fact that Planned Parenthood would be defunded. Tom, from a Christian world in life view, there is not only the sanctity of life that has to be considered and how that's not just a policy that you can embrace or not embrace, as well as the issue of integrity. When you say, elect me, this is what I will do, then you get elected and you do not do that. Now, I understand the issue of compromise in a political situation, and I understand if you want the sanctity of life, you may not be able to get all that you want, but in terms of the sanctity of life in that bill, they didn't get simply part of what they want. They got nothing of what they want, and there was a direct ignoring of what they said, elect us, and this is what we will do. We will defund Planned Parenthood. You have a victory lap by Charles Schumer afterwards saying that even though we don't control any of the branches of government, we were able to secure what we wanted in this omnibus bill. And then you have the Republicans in government kind of looking for a bag to put over their head because not only the immorality of a plunge into even greater debt, there's got to be a payday someday on this. You cannot keep spending money that you don't have. There is an immorality of putting our children and grandchildren into the bondage of debt and under the control of foreign governments and entities that control that debt. Now, the answer back, of course, is, well, we had to get advancement in a couple of areas, and most importantly, defense of the country and military spending. Our military is in shambles because of fighting these multiple wars, these lengthy wars, and that sequestration has gutted the military budget, and something had to be done. But I think you can make a case for and secure that without abandoning the integrity of your commitment. We will defund Planned Parenthood without abandoning the commitment to the sanctity of life, which is a non-negotiable. And the incremental step of removing $500 million a year to the funding of an organization that has been exposed as an industry that makes money off of abortion, 
the emotional, the physical, and the psychological impact upon women who are brought into these abortuaries, as well as the 100% lethal impact upon the children that are lost in these abortuaries. There is no way that we can negotiate that any more than a person of integrity could negotiate the existence of an Auschwitz concentration camp. Tom, you selected a number of stories that led us into this of, by and large, some significant advances on the sanctity of life at the state level for which we give thanks to the Lord. Now, there are some lessons here from a Christian world in life view. Let me give a couple of them if I can. One of the things that our founding fathers understood, power corrupts and increasing power increasingly corrupts. And so, Tom, what we see is The further away power gets, the more insulated it feels. An elected official in Washington's three phone calls away. An elected official locally is one phone call away. That's why they put the powers in the state and only had powers for the federal government that were necessary for cohesion of the country. But the greater power was put at the state level because there the officials are more readily accountable, not only in the regularity of an election, but also by presence and also by proximity. We also have to affirm again the issue of character, Tom. When an elected official tells you, elect me, this is what I will do, again, we see the importance of character. Will they do it once they are elected? Or will they negotiate the very position that got them elected? They will negotiate it away in order to accomplish something else that, while is desirable, does not rise to the status of the sanctity of life, particularly for the defenseless, the innocent, and the unborn. Here's what I would say to our elected officials in the Senate and in the Congress. What you have done has not gone unnoticed. There are many that are concerned about it. The way that this bill was passed means that they are now confronted with another vote on spending and our budget in September, which is not long before the midterm elections. There will be many watching to see what you do in that spending bill. And will you undo what you've done, which is the funding of an institution unalterably committed to the culture of death? Then let me speak just for a moment, Tom, to those who are disillusioned. Don't be disillusioned from engagement in the political process with a Christian world and life view. Just realize this. Your allegiance and unstoppable affection has to go to your Savior, Lord, and King, Jesus Christ, not to political parties. And then you ask the Lord to give you the desire to think Christianly and to live a life that will honor Christ, which means you will stay committed, you will stay engaged. But here's where you need to be disillusioned. The answer to the death spiral of our culture into a culture of death and into a culture of sexual anarchy is not going to be found from the top down in Washington. So stay engaged. Because the blessing of political integrity is the restraint of sin in society. As the progressive attempts to make the government its savior and messiah, I should never fall into the trap of being disillusioned in that I already know I cannot depend on the government for our salvation. I will stay engaged, though, because I want to elect officials who will protect the unalienable rights of the citizens of a nation who are made in the image of God and elect those who understand what their responsibility is in government. 
I also will again embrace the notion that the most effective politics is local politics. That's where you will see the most progression of action. And finally, I want to engage in that that does change a culture. Consistency in governing authorities will restrain sin in society. But the only thing that will change a society is when the people in the society have a change in their heart. And the only thing that can change the heart is the glorious good news that there is a king who died for his people, that they may have eternal life. And I get to proclaim that message and disciple and win people to Christ that they can grow in grace. Again, what we need is a culture that values life from the ground up because it is filled with people who love life and who love the Lord and giver of life because he has given them eternal life and they want to bring that message that affects how you think and how you live and how you love your neighbor. That's where the change is going to come. Tom, one time a guy said to me, Harry, honesty is the best policy. I said, no, it's not. He said, what do you mean? I just don't believe that honesty and integrity are policies. I think they're principles. That's the way you live your life. And that's what the sanctity of life is. Harry, we're out of time for today. On Friday's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to a story out of CNS News. Pope Francis recently had an interview with his longtime atheist friend, Eugenio Scafari. In this interview, Pope Francis basically said, there is no hell. Tom, I've got multiple emails. What do you think about Pope Francis' declaration, there is no hell? Well, let's take a little closer look at what he said. Let's look at it tomorrow. We'll do that on Friday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out, let me exhort you to download the Briarwood app. With this app, you'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is available through your favorite app store. Simply go in and type in Briarwood PCA. It's yours free of charge. Well, do join us again tomorrow, Friday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.